Section 10 of A Failure of Initiative. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Richard Ship. A Failure of Initiative. Final report of the Select Bipartisan Committee to investigate the preparation for and response to Hurricane Katrina by the United States House of Representatives. Pre-Landfall Preparation and Katrina's Impact, Part 1 Preparing for an event like Hurricane Katrina or any natural disaster, we should never feel like we are completely prepared. We can always do better. Robert R. Latham, Jr., Executive Director, Mississippi Emergency Management Agency, Select Committee Hearing, December 7, 2005 Pre-Landfall Preparation and Katrina's Impact As Hurricane Katrina entered the Gulf of Mexico, Gulf Coast states and the federal government prepared for landfall in the region. Pre-Landfall Preparation by FEMA the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, positioned an unprecedented number of resources in affected areas prior to Katrina's landfall. Indeed, FEMA's efforts far exceeded any previous operation in the agency's history. A staggering total of 11,322,000 litres of water, 18,960,000 pounds of ice, 5,997,312 meals ready to eat, MREs, and 17 truckloads of tarps were staged at various strategic locations in and near the Gulf region prior to Katrina's landfall. FEMA also pre-positioned 18 disaster medical teams, medical supplies and equipment, and nine urban search and rescue task forces, US and R, and incident support teams. Rapid needs assessment teams also were deployed to Louisiana on the Saturday before landfall. In Louisiana alone, on August 28th, a total of 36 trucks of water, 18,000 litres per truck, and 15 trucks of MREs, 21,888 per truck, were pre-staged at Camp Beauregard. FEMA's Hurricane Liaison Team, which consists of FEMA, the National Weather Service and state and local emergency management officials and is tasked with coordinating closely with FEMA headquarters staff by phone and video conferencing systems, was activated and deployed to the National Hurricane Center on August 24th in anticipation of Hurricane Katrina's making landfall. FEMA's mobile emergency response support detachments were pre-positioned in Louisiana, Mississippi and Alabama to provide emergency satellite communications capability. According to former FEMA Director Michael Brown, prior to landfall, FEMA reached out to other agencies for assistance, such as the Department of Defense, DOD, for potential movement of strategic airlift support. By 10 a.m. on Monday, August 29th, the morning Katrina made landfall, 31 teams from the National Disaster Medical System, NDMS, had been deployed to staging areas in Anniston, Alabama, Memphis, Tennessee, Houston, Dallas, and New Orleans. 
including 23 disaster medical assistance teams. The teams, trained to handle trauma, paediatric surgery and mental health problems, brought truckloads of medical equipment and supplies with them. By September 1st, 72 hours after landfall, FEMA had deployed more than 57 NDMS teams and 28 US and R teams with nearly 1,800 personnel to save lives and render medical assistance. FEMA had also supplied generators and thousands of cots and blankets. Pre-landfall preparation in Mississippi Preparations for Hurricane Katrina in Mississippi involved an array of actions, including county and state preparedness and disaster response training in the months leading up to the storm. The establishment of local, state and federal command structures by way of emergency proclamations, activation of emergency operation centers, EOCs, evacuations, many of them mandatory, of the areas and types of homes most in danger from a hurricane, and the opening of emergency shelters to which those evacuating could flee. Preparation by the military in Mississippi largely took place through activation of the state's National Guard and some initial requests for Emergency Management Assistance Compact, EMAC, assistance with security, engineering support and helicopters. Following a request from Governor Haley Barber, on Sunday, August 28th, President Bush issued an emergency declaration for Mississippi. Following a further request from Barber on Monday, August 29th, President Bush declared a major disaster in Mississippi. Disaster Preparedness Training, Mississippi for several years, Mississippi's Emergency Management Agency, MEMA, has been using federal emergency preparedness grant funds to improve its county's abilities to prepare for and respond to disasters. In 2000, 43 of Mississippi's 82 counties had active county emergency management programs. MEMA used DHS Emergency Management Performance Grant Funds, including a $1.3 million allocation in fiscal year 2005, to increase this to 79 active county programs in 2005. In addition, the MEMA reported that, as of early 2005, over 1,200 first responders had received training in the National Incident Management System, NIMS. During the summer of 2005, the director of MEMA, Robert Latham, his key staff and most of Mississippi's county emergency management directors underwent training in NIMS and the NIMS Incident Command System, ICS. At approximately the same time, the FEMA officials who would later lead the federal response in Mississippi, Bill Carwile and Robert Fenton, also participated in extensive ICS training. Fenton was described by Carwile as having been involved for a long time in developing training for subjects such as the ICS and as an expert in how to adapt it for large-scale operations, such as the response to Katrina. Carwile and Latham said they believed their training in the ICS and the ability it gave them to quickly establish a unified command were positive elements of the state's preparation for and response to Katrina. Establishment of Command Structures in Mississippi Mississippi issued its first Hurricane Katrina situation report on August 23rd, and through Thursday, August 25th, continued monitoring the storm. 
According to this situation report, during these three days, MEMA conducted executive planning sessions to develop an EOC activation timeline as well as plans for protective actions and a proactive response. It also established contact with a FEMA logistics cell and began encouraging the public to prepare for the storm. On Friday, August 26th, Mississippi activated its National Guard and MEMA activated its EOC on Saturday, August 27th. At that time, it also deployed county liaisons to six counties, Jackson, Harrison, Hancock, Pearl River, Stone and George, and activated its State Emergency Response Team, CERT, for deployment to Camp Shelby the next day, August 28th. The CERT established forward operations at Camp Shelby at 3 p.m. on August 28th. According to the MEMA's director's brief, as of about 7 p.m. on August 28th, 18 counties and 11 cities and towns had issued local emergency proclamations. By early morning of August 29th, this had increased to 41 counties and 61 cities and towns. FEMA's liaison arrived at the state's EOC on Saturday, August 27th. FEMA's Emergency Response Team A, ERT A, arrived the same day, August 27th, when the state activated its EOC. On August 28th, MEMA reported that FEMA was deploying resources to a regional mobilization center in Selma, Alabama, and that FEMA's ERT A would be able to supply large quantities of water and ice to the hardest-hit areas. Evacuations in Mississippi Although the governor could order mandatory evacuations, long-standing practice in Mississippi rests that authority with local governments. However, the state is generally included in any discussions about evacuation orders because once a city or county chooses to make such an order, state responsibilities for managing traffic, including contraflow, and opening shelters can come into play. In preparing for Hurricane Katrina, the state worked through the MEMA liaisons it dispatched to the counties along or near the Gulf Coast, as well as a representative it had stationed in Louisiana's EOC because of contraflow agreements between Mississippi and Louisiana that provide for evacuations out of southeast Louisiana through Mississippi. Emergency Shelters, Mississippi On August 27th, MEMA urged Mississippi's coastal counties not to open local shelters in order to encourage people to evacuate north. MEMA described coastal county shelters as an option of last resort, on Sunday, August 28th, MEMA reported that Red Cross shelters were open and on standby in the coastal counties. Mississippi began opening shelters as early as August 28th. MEMA reported 51 shelters open, with 475 persons registered at that time and 36 additional shelters available on standby as needed. In addition, MEMA indicated the Jackson Coliseum had been open as a shelter and individuals were authorised to bring pets, and three special needs shelters had been established. According to the director's brief, also on August 28th, MEMA reported the Red Cross had begun opening shelters that morning, bringing the total available shelters to 68 prior to the opening of the Jackson Coliseum. By August 29, just prior to landfall, MEMA reported 57 shelters were open, with 7,610 persons registered in them. 
an additional thirty-one shelters were available on standby to open based on need the jackson coliseum opened as expected the day before and by early morning august twenty ninth was reported by fema to be at capacity similarly all red cross central mississippi shelters were reported to be full as of four thirty a m on august twenty ninth two additional special need shelters opened bringing their total to five military preparation in mississippi military preparation in mississippi began as early as august twenty sixth when as noted earlier the governor activated the state's national guard mississippi's national guard has over twelve thousand troops with army and air national guard components both under the direction of the adjutant general tag major general harold a cross throughout the preparation and response to katrina mississippi's guard reported to and received taskings or mission assignments from mima the mississippi national guard has an operations plan oplan mstad on top of mima's comprehensive emergency management plan that was used during hurricane katrina refined and updated in an order issued to mississippi guard on june first two thousand five this operations plan was validated during hurricane dennis july seventh to tenth two thousand five on august twenty seventh mississippi's guard accelerated its preparations by alerting state emergency personnel to assemble for hurricane operations on the mississippi gulf coast under joint task force magnolia in doing so mississippi's national guard assembled and prepositioned at all three coastal county eocs its special hurricane strike squads each squad consisted of ten military police mps fifteen engineers and five trucks in addition the guard placed on alert the following units from throughout the state two hundred twenty third engineering battalion count mccain mississippi granada mississippi eight hundred ninetieth engineering battalion home station armories located in the coastal region one hundred twelfth mp battalion camp shelby mississippi hattiesburg mississippi three hundred sixty seventh maintenance company home station philadelphia mississippi one thousand six hundred eighty seventh transport company home station south haven mississippi one thousand three hundred eighty seventh q m water home station leland mississippi two hundred tenth finance home station jackson mississippi one hundred seventy second a w home station jackson mississippi one hundred eighty sixth a r w home station meridian mississippi cross noted that these assets were sufficient for a category two storm but as katrina approached the gulf coast on august twenty eighth it became apparent that additional forces from outside the state would be required as a result that afternoon he initiated requests for assistance via the emac the first such request relayed to the on-site national guard bureau liaison officers lno was for an additional mp battalion two more engineering battalions and three ch-37 helicopters that same day august twenty eighth the national guard bureau joint operations centre in washington d c sent lnos to mississippi with the first going to mississippi's joint force headquarters 
followed by officer sent to the three coastal county eocs and to mima's operations cell to facilitate out-of-state national guard assets in addition cross established at gulfport a forward operations centre that eventually combined state and federal including active duty logistics support personnel in response to questions regarding the guard's preparations including the emac assistance it received cross said this greatly assisted in the command and control and situational awareness of all operations as forces flowed into the state more liaison teams were established in each county eoc that had guard operations in that county this was a very efficient system since the national guard headquarters was linked directly with each county for coordination of relief efforts the guard's preparation in mississippi was not unfortunately without incident prior to the storm's landfall sergeant joshua russell detachment one company a eighty ninth engineers was killed when attempting to rescue an elderly couple in harrison county pre-landfall preparation in alabama final preparation for katrina in alabama began in earnest four days prior to landfall when it became evident the path of the storm pointed towards the gulf coast three days prior to landfall the governor's staff participated in frequent video conference calls with personnel from fema the national hurricane center including its director max mayfield senior staff at the white house and senior staff from the governor's offices from louisiana and mississippi the governor's staff indicated they were satisfied with the federal support they received and that max mayfield's briefings were particularly valuable in alabama's southernmost counties baldwin and mobile preparations began five days before the storm when they started regular consultations with the national hurricane center the state of alabama emergency management agency and the national weather service in mobile to discuss the storm's likely path and strength information was then disseminated to all local officials and first responders and staff prepared to activate the eocs on august twenty eighth two thousand five governor riley wrote to president bush asking that he declare an emergency disaster declaration for the state of alabama as a result of hurricane katrina beginning on august twenty eighth two thousand five and continuing that same day president bush declared an emergency for the state of alabama the next day monday august twenty ninth riley wrote to president bush again this time asking him to declare an expedited major disaster as a result of hurricane katrina beginning on august twenty eighth two thousand five and continuing that same day president bush issued a major disaster declaration for alabama establishment of command structures in alabama on friday august twenty sixth riley declared a state of emergency to handle what was then thought would be a surge of evacuees from the florida panhandle the state went into what they call level two response and expected to receive ten to fifteen per cent of florida's evacuees a level two response activates the alabama eoc on a twenty-four hour basis and all relevant agencies are activated and necessary personnel are assigned to staff the eoc one day later on saturday august twenty seventh a level one response was activated the eoc was operating in full force with desks staffed for each esf a fema emergency response team advance ert a was on site late in the day 
an ERT A team is a small FEMA contingent with capabilities for planning, operations, communications, and logistics. A total of five to eight people from the Atlanta-based FEMA Region 4 were on site at the EOC. The Alabama Emergency Management Agency, AEMA, expressed some frustration with FEMA's late arrival. AEMA officials believed that had FEMA been on site sooner with a larger contingent, Alabama may have been able to acquire needed resources and commodities more quickly. President Bush spoke to Riley on Saturday, August 27th, two days prior to landfall, to ensure the governor had everything he needed. The governor's staff indicated they felt they were better prepared for Katrina than they were for Hurricanes Dennis and Ivan. In addition to implementing many of the lessons learned from previous hurricanes, the governor's staff believes one key element of the state's response to Katrina was the state's proactive communication strategy. On Friday, August 26th, as the storm gathered in the Gulf, the governor personally visited all of the counties in the Gulf, holding numerous press conferences to urge local residents to evacuate, pursuant to the mandatory evacuation orders. In Alabama, the failure to obey a mandatory evacuation order is a misdemeanor, enforced by county or municipal police. The Alabama EOC is divided into five clusters of desks, and each desk is equipped with computers, telephony, and other management tools. The five clusters are Emergency Services, ESF numbers 1, 2, 3, 4, 9, 13, Human Services, ESF numbers 6, 8, 11, Infrastructure and Support, ESF numbers 10, 12, Operation Support, ESF numbers 14, 15, and Information and Planning, ESF numbers 5, 7. There is a station for each ESF function and stations for all of the involved agencies, federal and state, including FEMA, EMAC, Army Corps of Engineers, National Guard, Alabama State Police, among others. One of the tools Alabama uses to respond to local disaster needs is the EM2000 Incident Log, a Lotus Notes-based system which captures, in logbook fashion, emergency events and requests from each of the 67 counties. Each activity or request logged into the system gets assigned to one of the desks in the EOC for attention. If a report comes in regarding individuals who are trapped and in need of rescue, the event will be assigned to the personnel in the emergency services cluster. Multi-ESF teams involving state police, ESF number 13, transportation, ESF number 1, and urban search and rescue, ESF number 9, huddle to coordinate the optimal response. Events can be reported and tracked by ESF, by status, by county, and by a number of other custom data elements. Documents related to information requests, as opposed to action requests, are later scanned and attached. The EM2000 data files appear to serve as the central universe of actions and documents related to the state's response to the storm. Applying the lessons learned from Hurricane Ivan, the state upgraded the tracking system used to determine hospital bed vacancies, giving state officials real-time visibility of surge capacity and making it possible to better direct those with special medical needs to appropriate sites. The state health office also has the capability to conduct daily conference calls with county health staff to assess status and needs. 
health officials staff their own emergency operations centre linked by computer and phone to the main state eoc in clanton evacuations in alabama even before any evacuations began aema and state transportation officials participated in the fema regional evacuation liaison team conference calls during which emergency managers from florida louisiana and mississippi shared information on the status of evacuation routes road closures traffic volumes hotel availability and other interstate implications of significant population migrations in the region on the morning of august twenty ninth shelby county alabama posted a message on the statewide em two thousand system saying the shelby county humane society will house animals during the emergency can house small animals as well as farm animals for a short duration more than fifty pets were evacuated from mississippi and brought to maxwell air force base where they were taken in by families on the base until the pet owners could be located pre-landfall preparation in louisiana on saturday august twenty seventh louisiana governor blanco wrote to president bush requesting that he declare an emergency for the state of louisiana due to hurricane katrina for the time period beginning august twenty sixth two thousand five and continuing later that same day president bush declared an emergency for the state of louisiana william loki was named federal coordinating officer on sunday august twenty eighth in recognition of the potential catastrophic impact of hurricane katrina blanco asked president bush prior to landfall to declare an expedited major disaster for the state of louisiana as hurricane katrina a category five hurricane approaches our coast beginning on august twenty eighth two thousand five and continuing the next day president bush declared a major disaster for louisiana end of section 10